0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's
1: quince.com slash upgrade. Let's go back to 2011
0: with Squidge. Let's look at the World Cup again
1: with Squidge.
0: Hello and welcome to the Squid Rugby World Cup Retrospective, the only rugby podcast where at the most recent attempt Wales beat Scotland, um, <laughs> if we're going by it being 2011. I am Robbie or squid or whatever you want to call me. Um, I'm joined as ever by the Mr. W- w- William Reese owen How are you doing? That's me, yeah. Will Owen, William Reese owen whatever you want to call me as we discussed on the previous episode. You don't know what my name is. Yeah, I regularly forget. Um, however, someone whose name I do know, um, what a great segue, um, is the the one and only Mr. Graham Love. How are you
1: doing? I am good. I'm good. I mean, you know, just, oh dear, i waited a long time to <laughs> mention it's gotten a, you know, one in Wales and we have 100% record at Parky Scarlets and I'm glad they're getting <laughs> with all that happiness and wallowing the sadness of nine years ago, but it's free therapy, so I'm game for it.
0: Yeah, I, we've in some ways timed this exactly right for getting you on after Scotland have won in Wales to just bring you crashing back down to earth. Yep. Yeah. Sorry about that. To, to, how's how's the last few days been? How how different has it felt after the last ten years?
1: it was a it was a weird one. Um, like it's the first time I've watched a Scotland game with my girlfriend and what a game to introduce mm. her to. Um, like it's exciting, honestly, this is exciting. This is really exciting. Um I think she's a lucky charm, so that's good. Um it was horrific the last ten minutes, not gonna lie. I sat there with like the leg quivering thinking it's gonna it's gonna, you know, we'll chuck an intercentral go if give away a penalty. I'm actually glad this happened the way it has, because you watch that game on Saturday compared to this game. The difference mm. in the last 10 minutes is just, I feel like we've turned a corner. We've turned off corners in Scottish rugby in the last yeah. decade or yeah. so, but this felt like a, a corner turn. So, um, yeah, good, good.
0: <laughs> Conversely, like from what you were just saying, this is also the first time I watched a Wales match with my girlfriend. And I mean, it went the complete opposite way, as you know. Uh, so I feel like she now thinks we're very depressing as a family. So I feel like you've massively got the better of me now. Yeah.
1: It's such a bad thing to, like, watch your significant other, though, because, like, I don't know what you guys... When I watch rugby, I sit there in, like, a stony silence for almost two hours, barely saying anything.
0: <laughs> but, see, I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. I will shout and scream. If it's... If I'm watching Wales, particularly Wales, I will scream at absolutely anything. You know, like, the most innocent soak-up tackle will get rambunctious applause. Yeah, yeah. Or if, if somebody, like, is it inches away from you know doing the perfect kick or whatever, then the neighbours will know about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that kind but of I contrast
1: think- you get because you think there was that video of the final, the um, premiership final, when WASP blew a line out five metres out, and it cuts the mm. coach's box and you have head coach, his name escapes me, um, he just sits there and that's unmoving, stony, you know, internal rage false his assistant coach because it does a full sort of Outpouring of emotion. I love those two contrasts. I'm definitely the, the statue of rage.
0: <laughs> did it remain in the last ten minutes? Did it? Did you remain silent
1: as it rolled up? It was silent. Basically, yeah. It was, I it was kind of just mushing word discipline under my breath. walk discipline, discipline, I think discipline. <laughs>
0: That's proper psychopath. I, 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 I realize we've only just, you know, this is, I guess, the first time we've spoken properly. It is actually nearly rans, yeah. But that is proper psychopath behavior. in the word discipline under your breath. That's something Christian Bale does um, very much. So, yeah. But yeah, no, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. It's just that there's been quite a few almost rands. We almost got. We had a conversation about doing a Sergio Parise animated series. Um, I am which... game to watch this I know nothing about it but I'm already in I, I already want to watch
1: this actually it's funny you mention that because something that dawned on me the other day it's like 2020 it's obviously mm. felt like a terrible film um, but I'm su- surprised we didn't have like the plot twist like Parise should have been in the Barbarians team just for it to be cancelled again like yes. we missed such a yes. twist there
0: oh that's suddenly such an obvious twi- any game that gets caught off yeah. He should like this Bulls game at the weekend yeah this Bulls game at the weekend, they got called off because there was a lightning storm like 15 minutes from time, and they called it uh, off early. Yeah, Peruso should have been on the bench rugby. about to be... Wa- yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Peruso should have been warming up to come on just as the lightning strike hits. Yeah. I, I, I won that. Sergio yes. Peruso was actually named on the bench in Midlands 2 East's final. Uh, the week, <laughs> But sadly, it got cancelled, so he didn't get his farewell, which was for the for the fans, not him. For the fans, it was incredible in. to see Sergio Parise playing for the Wales women at the weekend <laughs> and yet couldn't quite get that run out finally. Yeah, he's finally made use of that wig that his wife's been leaving on the side of his bed for 10 years. <laughs> I w- want Any of his four wives. Sure. Shall we move on to the game itself? The. sure <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Ray. Um For clarity. It's... I just mm-hmm. dis- I discussed this before we started recording. However, uh, I started I watched this game earlier today in the morning mm. and decided to leave the last five minutes until five minutes before we started recording this. So I am freshly fuming about how this game finished. <laughs> so please be ready for that. As a quick kind of introduction, it finished. Scotland 12, Argentina 13. Um, mm. It was good as a decider for who gets out of the group. It was like a quarter quarter final. Yeah. Because you just assume, Scotland were yet to play England, but you kind of assumed that was going to go one way, and Argentina completely shut the bed against England when they in that that really despicable first game that we all yeah. tried very hard to forget. and so this was this was the really big decider, and it's properly tight like it's there's nothing in it the entire way. I the thing to sort of discuss, sort of I guess, the chronology of what happens in the first half. Is that the first fifteen minutes or so are just kicking tennis, and the other team, each team, kind of forcing the other to make a mistake and go, no, 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 you're the bad ones. You're the ones who are capable of making errors. But like, it's really high quality kick tennis, and like every inch is really fought for. And like, there's I think there's one kick where Sean Lammett manages to actually regather it. But otherwise, like both fullbacks are doing really good job. I mean Martin Rodriguez doing as good a job as <laughs> he can. But it's it's really hard fought and you can tell that every inch of territory in this game is really fought for.
1: Mm. Uh, dear, I think so like not to derail things too much at the start here, but um like listen this, this entire game to me, there's so many cruel ironies. One of those is that we flash four years, Scott get knocked at mm. the last World Cup by Argentina. Dan Park's charge yes. down proves crucial. You flash forward a <laughs> year to 2008, we had a, a summer tour to Argentina, and um, we lose the first test, win the second, quite comfortably. We let in a late consolation try, throughout the time I thought, you know, happens. That late try we let in 2008 actually impacts the World Cup proceedings, and that's how we end up in this pool.
0: No, wow. really?
1: Wheels win wheels, I yes. I no idea. Yeah.
0: Wow that's insane okay
1: yeah that's so it's like, like late South- tries, really are supper punches yeah. to scottish like yeah.
0: do you have any idea who it? scored that try
1: oh i shall do a quick google um okay yeah let's see because it's one of those ones that at the time watching live was like oh we won an argentina for the first time ever yes. maybe that's awesome in hindsight um there's that one moment that throws it off that's an insane statistic yeah. It's like yeah. the three
0: years in a row where the Six Nations was decided by a consolation try yeah. by Leonardo Sato, yeah. one points difference, and like he just kept popping up and scoring consolation yeah. tries to death. I bet it's that bastard Contopomi uh, I'll
1: get onto him <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> so while we're waiting for Graham's confirmation on that, uh, I'll mm. sort of carry on with uh, how that, that first half went. So the second quarter of the game then became. People started to realise that gaps would kind of open up left, right and centre, but just weren't yeah. quite sure how to work the ball there. I think to move on to the Scottish back line. Mm. So Chris Patterson played at fullback with Max Evans on the wing and they were sort of two of the key men to sort of strike counterattacks because that was where most of the space was sort of appearing in this game. And I feel like yeah. it's weird because I remember this game mostly for one player one player being dan parks who we will we'll come on to what yeah. i didn't realize is that dan parks played about eight minutes in the whole game yeah
1: same i was so shocked yeah. watching it back i was like yeah. i've forgotten rory jackson existed
0: that's the thing like yeah. i saw the, the teams and saw rory jackson starting and i sort of thought oh okay maybe he came off in the first half or something like cause was, I seem cause to that... remember dan parks doing so much and was it really was really good what i seem to remember yeah. My memory was Jackson going off early on and I don't know if I'm mixing it up with the England game. Did that happen then? Yeah. the Parks comes on it must have early done. on. But yeah, so Jackson doesn't only play sixty-eight minutes. He plays really well for sixty-eight minutes. Yeah. Like I thought yeah. he's one of the best players on the pitch. Absolutely. And like he brings so much shape to that Scottish just general yeah. team. Like, forwards are all sort of made realistic options by the way he carries the ball. And Jackson yeah. always looks like a threat himself, that he's always pulling in a couple of Argentine defenders. And yeah, he brings so much shape to that back line that he's most of the reason why Scotland go forward in the first 68 minutes yeah. of the match. Because he's both actually kicking very well. Yeah. But he's then doing other things like not kicking, which were revelations that are yeah. but he's still yet to discover. Was a good combination with Chris Patterson.
1: Mm. Yeah. I've, my research has popped up my name um, Horatio Aguela. Gugia. Oh, Gugia.
0: yeah, yeah. Thank yeah.
1: you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm... Um, okay. Yes, nice. he is the... Oh, who he's like the, time the time-travelling heartbreaker, basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he... No, they, who do they bring um, Amaracino on for? Um, uh, Rodriguez. He, play, he ends up... Oh, if they brought him on for Guja, that would have been even Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll come on to that. But, yeah, no, Rory Jackson. Turns out he's really good and played most of the game, even though it seemed like... I mean, as I say, we'll come on to Dan Parks because yeah. he was rather exceptional after what happened against Georgia, which was discussed with Cammy wow. Black, which was not much, frankly, yeah. uh, happening against Georgia.
1: Speaking of Parks, not delaying into him too early, but I do have a good joke about Dan Parks. Hmm. Uh, what do my credit card and Dan Parks have in common? Go on, go on. I mean, the joke isn't we're both low value. The joke is we're both contactless. No. <laughs> um...
0: ah. <laughs> Nice, Nice. very good,
1: very good. Yeah, he does play so deep; it is incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and that's that's what's weird about watching Rory Jackson. And like, you know, Graham Morrison and Nick Deluca not known to be the most sort of fleet-footed centres. But that said, this is probably the best game I've ever seen Nick Deluca play in Scotland shirt. Like, I spent so long watching Nick DeLuca and thinking, what does he actually bring to the team? And I, in this game, I thought, oh, wait, that's what he does. Like, he's actually pretty good. He, do this, he was one of those players that would have one good game a season and he'd then justify his place and then he'd kind of drop off again and kind of be this anonymous figure that occasionally pops up and knocks the ball on. Yeah. And then we'd kind of phase on and then he'd have one great game and then he'd, he'd kind of disappear again.
1: Likewise, Max Evans, I think, has his best ever Scotland game. Like, yeah. Yeah. he makes so many breaks, just no one's quite... Um, we haven't mastered support running yet, sadly, or ball retention. Yeah. Attention. yeah. Uh,
0: there's, there's one in particular in the second half where there's a turnover and they chuck it out to Max Evans, who looks up, he looks outside him, And there's like three players who were just stood like 20 meters behind him, not looking at passing options at all, just kind of lingering about. And he just goes, right, okay, I'll have a crack. Then makes this lengthy break, beats everyone. And by the time he gets there, eventually, eventually, Bop is kind of caught up with him. But he makes a
1: break just because no one else is trying. And the worst thing about that break as well is like we managed to get someone there eventually. And then um, Lawson Hmm. decides, as opposed to going left, which must be a huge overlap, he goes blind. With no support into the entire Argentinian pack. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> for the benefit of the listener, you can see the sheer amount of pain in Graham's eyes right now as he described that.
1: Not to turn to plug, but I'm wearing my um, Masochistic place t shirt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. Uh, yeah. Do you want to quickly, where are they available? Ah, uh, they're available at my Red Bull store, Glock39. Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> nice. I've just got a screenshot of that for you. So um, we'll put that on the promo of the. the... Uh, podcast for you uh, yeah But the, there you go so the thing I noticed about this game over and over again is that territory didn't matter at all it was you reckon like this well, no it did but territory was won so easily that there was sure. everyone was dropping so many players into the backfield there was space whenever anyone tried to run it And everyone was kicking so often, they just happened to, you know, they'd they'd make one good kick where someone would knock it on, or it would go into touch or whatever, and they'd make territory back and forth. Like, a team getting into the 22 didn't seem to mean anything, it just meant they were closer for a drop, goal, or penalty. That's the thing. I think that, if anything, territory mattered too much, is how I would argue that. Because people would kick it down at the half, and then think, okay, they'd kick it back, and they're playing it like, you know, as I say, a game of chess, a game of tennis even. And then thinking, oh wait, hang on, they can run the ball and break the line, and do all of that usual rugby stuff. I don't think it was so much chess or tennis as football. Like it felt like a football match and the ball just went from one end of the field to the other back and forth rather than there being this kind of left and right. It was just up and down, back and forth. Yeah. What I thought when I was watching the games, it felt almost like Aussie rules in that Everybody sort of yeah. forgot you could score tries, and it was just sort of well, you just got to kick the ball through those posts. Like if it was somebody's first rugby match they ever watched, they'd be really confused about how you're supposed to score in this this thing. <laughs> the moment Amroosy does this, what's he doing? Why's he doing <laughs> that? Eureka! Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, shall we quickly look at the two teams before yeah, diving sure. in fully? Yeah, uh, which we we're already beginning to do, but that's fine. Sure. Uh, I mean, both of them are fielding what they believe to be their strongest teams. But you look at the... How far we've come. As we say, exactly. (laughs) How many of this Scotland team would make the current squad? Would would play Um, in a World Cup nowadays? Good question. John Barkley. John Barkley, yeah.
1: Um, John Barkley.
0: But you've still got the mission, Jamie Ritchie. You're both very good. Kelly Brown would probably... mm, Chris Patton's very good, but he's in the same position as Stuart Hogg, so no, frankly. Yeah, it's... If, if Max Evans played like he did in this game, he might have a shout. But even that sure. I don't think No, I don't think there is. I don't think it's there's anyone that would get a team now.
1: Given it's, the current injury crisis at ten Dan Parks on it, there might be another shout, but um
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> might yeah.
1: still be. It's Jackson's only strength, I think. He didn't pull his that, boots on.
0: that we say Max Evans wouldn't make it anywhere near the team at this point. But there's a couple of points where Scotland would get a decent attacking opportunity and then just kind of panic and give it to Max Evans because like he was their main yeah. attacking spark back at this point because obviously the other wing is Sean Lamont who was a better try scorer and whatnot but more of sort of like a midfield crash ball option kind of thing and they kind of panic and go well let's just pass it out the back to Max Evans and see if he can do something and like at this point like he would he's get nowhere near the team like imagine if they had Darcy Graham back then imagine how much they'd be like they'd just be kicking the ball yeah. to him left right and centre it's it's quite a difficult thing to glance at that you know the eternal ross ford and so on uh, um yeah jeff cross who i've both forgotten about and is in every
1: my you dream, will every definitely like I remember like... him um he got his debut against oh, no, yeah. the <laughs> with the whole and kind of... the lee Bern... yeah he came on yeah got your cards within two minutes went off cast. So that was quite uh a...
0: yeah he was lying unconscious and the referee went over and gave him a yellow card while he was lying on the floor wasn't it him who did the chip kick playing for london irish
1: that was John Welsh. John Welsh, that's mm. the one.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I the, a moment, though.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, worth a mention.
1: Actually, speaking of like moments and chip kicks or kicks in general, um, again, not to get too sidetracked, but... Oh, please, Obviously, we talked talking, talking about it, drop goals and obviously the in this match. Mm. I remember last year, first time, like, in ages, that clip of contrapomies playing for, is it say And everyone gets yeah. to lose, and he goes back in the pocket, and the ball comes back, he knocks between the posts, Fist of celebration, yes! and looks to bench coach is just like, mate, we were, um, we're four points behind. Oh, <laughs> gold. Comedy gold.
0: It's very... My favourite bit about that clip as well, he turns to everyone kind of doing the... Like, like, trying to raise massive <laughs> cheers, and everyone's just looking at him like, what have you done? Yeah. Mate, come on. I imagine that <laughs> brings you great joy after what... sins he committed, which again, <laughs> we're going to build a pipe <laughs> for this, that... We'll come on to it. So, the, the first point of the game, the first point of the game, right? Penalty for Argentina. Do you know what it's for? What? A Scotland player being offside on a drop goal attempt. Oh, you're joking me. Yep. Scotland, oh, wait. Martin Rodriguez goes for a drop goal. Um, he misses it horribly because he's Martin Rodriguez. Yeah. And And a, Sc- a Scotland is offside in their attempt to charge it down. And Wayne Barnes gives the penalty. It's this wow. massive, like at the time you don't think anything of it, but knowing what happens in the second half, is a massively contentious moment of foreboding. It's like when you watch a film back, knowing what happens at the end and you go, oh, they were setting this mm. up. They had this, this thing, this yeah. line that I didn't mention, you know, it's like the bit in Shaun of the Dead where they oh. talk about going for shots at the Queen. Yeah. Yeah. The Bloody Mary and so on. The, it, it's like that. It's like they're just laying the themes down for the second half. By the way, I don't think you've quite done justice to this Martin Rodriguez drop goal attempt, In I'll say in inverted commas. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, first, all, what I think he's done is I think he's a time traveller who has gone to the future, heard our episode with Sam Lana about Argentina against England, where I read out what the score would have been if everybody had successful kicks. And so Rodriguez has then decided what he should do is, every time he gets the ball, he should go for a drop goal attempt, no matter how difficult it's going to be. Because, there's that drop goal attempt. His his team are massively under pressure at that point. I mean, they're they putting the pressure on him in terms of territorially, but yeah. Scotland are very ready to charge him down. As you say, maybe too ready they're, if they're offside. Yeah. But it looks like either Fernandez or Contopomi is ready to marshal his team around and maybe think about a drop goal later. So he just decides, few phases in advance. No, I want to be the person who takes the drop goal, calls the ball in the pocket, and he's never going to get it because obviously the, yeah. the Scotland defense are all ready for it. And he does that twice in this game, and both times goes horribly wrong.
1: The entire game is almost like a kind of anti-Janice of Beer tribute. There's so many missed <laughs> drop goals. It's bizarre. I, I forgot that Patterson attempted one as well on the flying. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: that wasn't a good attempt, was it? So it's interesting to talk about both missed drop goals because, as you said, both teams are so set on they're the only one to score. You know, you can only score from three yeah. pointers. Um, but also, the miss kicks a goal, man. I mean, Chris Patterson misses one from basically his own half. And God bless Mossy, you know, but he was not a long-range kicker.
1: He was not. Um,
0: No. He was many things, but he was not a long-range kicker. And why Contopomi didn't learn from the England game that if you try and kick from 90 yards, they're not going to go over. Yeah, but... So there's a moment a few minutes in where um, Argentina are given a penalty about 70 metres out, and Contopomi kind of turns and, like, is clearly thinking about it, and then points the corner like there was doubt over that. Yeah, and you kind of just because that was their attitude was just we take shots from everywhere and we miss all of them. Um, yeah, and I wanna, I wanna if since this is since it's come up, uh, play a little game. Okay. So, I, I mean, so my theory on this, um, I think this, I'd have to go for every World Cup match ever to work this out for certain, but I think this pool in the World Cup in twenty eleven is the worst for kicking accuracy of any World Cup ever. Yeah, I thought this.
1: We're counting drop goals indefinitely.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean... So... I have gone through and worked out up to this point um, how many successful shots the kicking percentage of every team in this competition, in this pool, right? And I've also got some random other things as percentages. And we're going to play, if it's okay... Higher or lower for Scotland, Romania, England, Georgia and Argentina's kicking percentages and some other facts I'll throw in. OK, Ooh, um, so when you need okay. to tell me whether it's higher or lower, then then we'll start. We'll start with uh, England's kicking percentage in this World Cup. Do you want to take a guess? Is it higher or lower than 50?
1: Um, I'm going to be optimistic and say higher. I'm
0: going to say... Okay. Higher. You're both right. You're both right. It was fifty-four point five percent percentage. With Johnny, Johnny Wilkinson, Wilkinson. <laughs> He was their starting 10. 54%. Okay. okay. Uh now, higher or lower than England's kicking percentage of 54%. Words in the English language containing the letter E. Okay, so what percentage of words in English language contain letter E is it higher or lower than 54% England's kicking percentage in the 2011 World Cup? I'll go higher.
1: Mm, yeah, higher as well.
0: Higher. You're both right. It's higher. 68%, uh, which is still not a great kicking percentage. Two points each. Okay. Now, let's move on to Romania's kicking percentage in this World Cup. I'm going to say lower? Okay lower than
1: 68% must be lower
0: than it is is, it's exactly 50 they have a 50-50 record they've taken 8 shots of goal got 4 missed 4 you're both spot on so far Um, now your revisions since 1967 the first time Britain won the competition they've been won by either the UK or Ireland is it higher or lower than Romania's kicking percentage in this World Cup Ooh, higher? I'm going to gamble on lower.
1: Got to find this a little different somehow. It's
0: it's, yeah, it's lower, it's lower. 22% of Eurovisions won by the UK or Ireland. We're, you know, whereas Romania's kicking percentage was 50%. Georgia, Georgia's kicking percentage, let's move on to. Is it higher or lower than
1: 22%? Must be higher. Must be higher.
0: It, it is. It, it is, but only just. It's twenty eight percent. Wow. <laughs> so Georgia's kicking percent. Georgia have attempted seven shots at goal. They've got two of them. And okay, um, I'll, I'll speed this up a bit. Of the the percentage of Pokemon that are water types, mm. is that higher or lower than twenty eight percent? Lower. <laughs>
1: Um, let's go higher. I'll explain differences. Oh, yeah.
0: it's, <laughs> it's it's lower, I'm afraid. My my sincere, uh, There are 17% of Pokemon are water types. There are more water types than any other type of Pokemon. This has turned out to be more random fact-based than I was expecting. There are two nations left. Let's just do those. Okay, so okay. <laughs> is, is Argentina's kicking percentage lower. higher or lower? then 17%. I, I'm going to say lower.
1: Are we counting drop goals?
0: We're not counting drop goals. Mm. I should have oh. that at the
1: start. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go higher.
0: And I'm sticking with lower. Lower. You're sticking with lower. I'm afraid it's, it's higher. It's higher. Oh, okay. Scotland, no, Argentina's kicking percentage in this World Cup was 37.5%. <laughs> for a tier one nation that gets out of the pool. Uh, And finally, Scotland's kicking percentage. What are we saying? Higher or lower than 37% by Argentina? Must be higher. I'm going to go higher. Yeah, you're both right. And Mr. Owen, you you win the quiz uh, by one narrow point. Because Scotland had the highest kicking percentage in this pool with (gasps) 57.8%. That's the highest percentage in this pool. That's a great... so that's statistic. what we were facing. So we won that's the pool what we were in facing. Basically,
1: in this...
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's worth keeping it's, in mind it, that their first kick of the tournament was Chris Patterson missing between the posts.
1: You've seen that's my theory. You yeah, say yeah, miss. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. a goal. Like point of order. Scored a goal. Um, damned win. <laughs> God damn it! Like that. Oh, I think like whilst watching that game live. You, you talked about foreshadowing earlier. Just When that happened, I thought it's not going to be our tournament full stop. That was just a bad, <laughs> bad omen. And especially after 2017, he was metronomic. Like he was. Yeah. yeah. It was a single shot then. Oish.
0: That's my theory is that the best goal kicker in the world missing a shot from between the posts, or not scoring it anyway, cursed the pool. And from there on out, everyone was going to miss every shot at goal for the rest of the World Cup. To show respect um, to uh, Mossy. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's, there's a moment where Martin Rodriguez is lining up a kick from the International Space Station. And as he's, as he's lining it up, as he's putting the ball on the tee and all of this, the camera is just showing Marcelo Bosch the entire time <laughs> as if to rub it in, that he could have been taking it instead. That They've got a really competent long-range kicker, but they're not giving it to him. Instead, they're giving it to this lad. That's what's worse about the horrific Argentine goal-kicking percentage. They have, in their starting lineup. They have three fly halves, and they've got Moss Rodriguez, who they claim is a kicking option, but let's face it, he's not. But both of yeah. their centres can kick, and their fly half, and their fullback can't, but does. Yeah. I don't know. We could go in circles on this. Um, yeah. I feel like we should probably move on to, you know, that's <laughs> that's, that's the story of the, the endless missed kicks. We can kind of zoom sure. past them. Have you got anything next on the horizon? I think that pretty much takes us to half time when I believe they go in six all. Do they six three? Sorry, Scotland go six three. Yeah, with the penalty. I also didn't remember that uh, Rose Jackson scored a drop goal in this game. I mean, I didn't remember he played, but he nailed a drop goal. And like that was the one competent <laughs> kick in this game. Uh, even though it wasn't the only <laughs> drop goal scored, but like that was a genuine like brilliant score. That was.
1: He was actually in a really yeah. fine form that year because he had an almost identical drop goal at Twickenham. And I remember watching that and thinking, ooh, he could be the future of Scottish rugby. Yeah. And here we wow. are. Yeah. How did that go? <laughs> yeah. To be fair, he, well, had he has that... the best moustache in Scottish rugby. Not a this game. <laughs> like it was his pre moustache days, but he go gone to become like, the world's sexiest rugby fair. pirate.
0: Yeah. Somebody challenged Duncan <laughs> Weir to, uh, I was about to uh, say, mustache.
1: a hair on. This is just before. Oh, imagine after a mustache. that Astro with a moustache—that would be incredible. Yes. Oofed
0: That's what you want in the fly half. You want full Bob Ross.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: There... <laughs> uh, Bob Ross, Joy versus Gordon Ross—who's the better fly half? <laughs> <laughs> there must have been a game where it was Jackson and Donkey Weir as the the halfback and one, on, or the fly half and one on the bench. I think it will be that at some point. I it was think it's a Glasgow. glorious moment. I reckon, you know, when um, oh, yeah, of course. Duncan Weir scored that drop goal against Italy to win the game, I'm pretty sure that was off the bench. Mm. So that might have been Jackson with Weir coming off the bench. That's a guess. Graham, you you might remember best from me, that era. Sure, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sure, like, uh, <laughs> what's his face, Kevin G Miller on Twitter will be firing an email to mention when and how many minutes they played. <laughs> At, at top of the moon for all your mad stats
0: nice nice um, <laughs> very nice so should we move on to the stuff that happens in the second half when the game do we both okay. or should we just um, yeah should we yeah, just leave it yeah. there Scotland days exactly yeah yeah happy with that yeah. and the game finished when uh, Rory oh. Jackson kicked the ball out on the full about 55 minutes into the game Yeah, because why else would he kick the ball out on the full unless that was the final play exactly how how are you feeling at this point? Bro? Like, wh- Where was your mind at?
1: I have a kind of 60-minute mark. Um, tense, but fairly optimistic. Um, mm. I think because the year before, we'd played Argentina again in another summer tour, and we'd won that one 2-0. Um, mm. And there's that sense like we had their number now. In fact, again, not to get too sidetracked, but that tour is an incredible tour. There's only one Scottish try scored across both games, that's by Jim Hamilton, and every other point comes oh, from Dan Hart's yeah. boot. What oh, yeah. a classic. Wasn't a the classic one classic game where he scored
0: 30 points from, just from penalty kicks? Basically, yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Because I forgot it, about that, yeah. And I remember it was on ESPN, wasn't it? ESPN UK during that brief period when that existed. Yeah. Because I remember, yeah. Oh man, yeah, I'd mm. forgotten about those games. So, like, with that those mind- were
1: there was confidence even going into this match and especially like you get to the latter stages you start to think we we, yeah. we have them where we want them. <laughs> yeah,
0: yes. yeah. Speaking of Jim Hamilton, I think he's one player who really shone in this game. I think him and Richie Gray because Richie Gray seals two really important lineouts. There's one mm. on his own try line and one on the opposition try line. Uh, where he makes key interventions. and He gets brought off, and probably correctly so, for Nathan Hines in the second half. But I think Jim Hamilton in particular is one player who I just think was everywhere, and he was always disrupting the Argentine ball. And because Argentine pack was massive, and so Jim Hamilton just yeah. thought, as the one player who was big enough to get into the Argentine pack, that everything was on him to disrupt the ball. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought he played well. I thought there's something in... <sighs> You forget how flashy Richie Gray was, you know? Because yeah. he's kind of become this incredibly... He's basically become his brother, you know? He's become this very competent, very solid player. Whereas, as I say, he was ju- he was stealing line-outs and he was Running popping on. up in Y channels and... Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, and having the I forgot just how blonde he was as well. Mm. That full-on, mm. proper highlights, you know? That thing he said about he started dyeing his hair to get attention, never mind the fact that he's 6'9". <laughs> But the, the, he might have, he's taller than I, not he? Six foot ten or something. He is um, massive. He's a big lad.
1: <laughs> yeah, met, met, met him a couple of times. In fact, we hang back at training once because um, I really wanted a photo of me and my mate's shoulders to prove I was taller man and And he dutifully stood <laughs> about ver took a foul to get the logistics <laughs> of that photo. Like four time so <laughs> that was sweet.
0: Fair play. Did, did he
1: guy. get the joke? He he did. Yeah, he he did like a joke. Joke. Oh, great! I yeah. told joke I haven't heard one of those before. Oh, they. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man do you right considering the whole thing about the scotland whatsapp group setting one of your memes as their profile image yeah do you ever get recognized or picked up on by
1: players like if you're aware that they're it's funny they're aware it... of you because um at the world cup warm-up last year um before mm-hmm. we had an kind of open training session we invited along like season pass holders and the team did our drills yada 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 at the end we're going around mm-hmm. you know everyone's getting selfies and stuff and Simon Bourbon comes up and quote-unquote he's like ah it's Graham Love the meme legend no way <laughs> so that, that, that made oh, wow. that made my world cup even though the actual performances didn't know if so yeah for like hey it's like we were ginger kid again basically um nice so yes I, I think there is some recognition there which is quite sweet
0: there is something about yeah. the setup of this podcast that makes me think that it's perfect for promo because I feel like Rugby thought love to steal everything you've ever made, glove that, that like they will claim for their, their own, uh, and then they'll put a tiny little bit of text mm-hmm. at the bottom claiming, "Oh yeah, credit to glove yes. this, by the way." And I feel like all you need to do is insult Robbie, and then they'll frame him <laughs> as being in a massive argument, and then of this course, is perfect, yes.
1: and they'll draw a little yellow circle <gasps> around each of our faces.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> yes, you know, much yeah. like the whole intro and be... Courtney Laws thing. Look, they uh, will frame this as a massive scandal mm. to do with Squidge Rugby gets in spat with uh, this guy whose memes we have to steal. So uh, I feel like it's a perfect crossover for Rugby Onslaught to promote this podcast. So please, do us a favour. It'll, it'll be beef. the same photo of... The same screenshot they took of me leaning against a wall upstairs and shot Rugby in Cardiff when I was interviewed by, by Adam, who's been on the pod before. Mm. Um... And it's the same photo they always use and it'll be Who Got an Ugly Spat with Courtney Laws. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fun, yeah. It? It's 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 good, it's good, it's good. We all we all enjoy it. We all uh, we all, yeah, like need to create a spending headline. our Christmas day being chased by members of a certain rugby podcast that um <laughs> this listener figures are going really well from what I hear. Uh, get anyway, any um sp- 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 speaking... Yeah, not invited. Um, so, speaking of people that aren't invited, no one was invited through the defensive line from either team. Rugby. Rugby. So, rugby, I'm looking at my notes trying to work out what I've written. Oh, there's a great moment, just a small moment, where Mario Desma picks and goes, but before he does so, he throws a dummy and the cameraman falls for it. <laughs> Which... Every now and again, you know, you see a camera for cameraman fall for like a scrum half's massive dummy. You know, be like from the angle behind the post or whatever. But seeing the general broadcast angle fall for a hooker throwing a tiny little dummy is 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 a great moment. I th- I've seen that once before, I can remember Alec Kellick scoring a try against France where he did that same move mm. and it looked like the cameraman oh, no. really theatrically bought the dummy, like ha ha, oh I fell for it, where have <laughs> you gone? Oh you've scored because bear on, it was a French cameraman he didn't want to film the grounding
1: <sighs> So much love for French camera work <laughs> That shot from the weekend um... of um, looking up into a very firm oh, buttocks of the Intermac yes. Oh dear, they do pick the r- angles, don't we?
0: <laughs> I know. It was just if I was Roman Intermac and I was trying to concentrate on a touchline conversion that could be crucial in us getting the points difference to win the Six Nations, the thing I'd want most is a camera at my ass. <laughs> just like I thought was long totally and weird. hard about all the possible options. Totally oh, He'd have nailed it, been... though. Oh yeah, yeah, he would have. Absolutely no way. Yeah. Also, do we know if Donkey Ware has an arse, or is he like his neck?
1: Oh, he's just neck all the way down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. He's just, he is one long neck. Yeah. He has
1: a neck with a face and a, a boot. A neck with an
0: Yes. <laughs> a boot that's going to keep Worcester in the Premiership this season. So, so speaking yeah. of boots, should we talk about the... So, Chris Patterson misses a drop goal. Yeah, quite early on in the half as I seem to remember it yeah. all, anything that isn't the last five in. minutes feels early in yeah. the half anything it's, it's like there's a proper, proper kind of um, watershed between Amorosino's try everything before and after because everything before is kind of tense and nervy everything after is mental and completely after unhinged all. All. <laughs> so 68 minutes have passed in the game <sighs> yes. and on comes okay. we'll finally get to him Mr. Dan Parks, who we all thought was starting. Um, His first touch of the ball is, it's a penalty kick, which Scotland get on their own 10 metre line. And he does this incredible spiral to land five metres out from the Argentine try line I had this right. So for Dan Parks, first touch means a different thing, doesn't it? Because for everyone else, it's the first time they touch the ball. For him, it's the first time he puts the ball into touch. Because they're basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But what a way to introduce yourself into this game. and sort of, Because it's yeah. happened enough times where either he's come on too early or too late, or just played a game. Mm. And people have gone, that's the wrong time for Dan Parks to come on this game. Or Dan Parks yeah. isn't made for this game. However, this game, Dan Parks proved as soon as he came on, no, 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 I'm the man to close this game out. Which we'll come on to. But that's a hell of an introduction to land himself onto the five metre line. For the first time... Yeah. Yeah. And because uh, it is to just it's from his own half he doesn't really have much of an angle to work from properly onto the 5 meter line. It's an incredible incredible kick. And what what do they do from there? Well, Parks a second touch of the ball. He nails a drop goal. Yeah. It's a really ugly drop goal. It beats Jonathan Sexton's contender is uh, the ugliest drop goal of the oh, tournament. But he, he hits it low like a kind of golf chip, I suppose. But, you know, it goes through, it's worth three points, and it's a fine example to all of the other unsuccessful drop goals in this game. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create
1: Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. I think it's one of these examples, it's a classic of Scotland being just far too conservative because they have a penalty advantage and yeah. they're about five metres out. If they go wide, about something like Jeff Favor's numbers, um, <laughs> or at the very least, just kill a minute of the clock by you know, picking and driving. Instead, the first instant, park bangs over. You know, if they pick and drive, let say you um, take a minute, penalty, minute for a kick, it, there's only like seven eight minutes left to defend. As it is, first instance, bang, great. yeah. Which in some ingenious. way get the logic. It, like, it's been a really bad day for, for kickers in general, so this way, you give yourselves, you know, two cracks getting three points, but. You know? And <laughs> Kind of it's hindsight, it, exactly isn't it?
0: Literally the
1: second that. Restarts! Fucking sort of restart!
0: The fucking oh, restart! Yeah, no, before even that! The, <laughs> before even that! Before even. The, the second the referee puts his arm out for advantage. They sling it back. He's not looking at all. But then, within half a second of that, the ball's gone back to Parks, and he's dropping the goal. Like they don't think about anything else. It was clear their whole plan was we were looking for three points. That it didn't occur to them that tries were a thing. Like Lawson just chucks it back the second the advantage is given. Yeah, and then um, rugby continues beyond that. And um, they, they <laughs> yeah, the there's a restart, isn't there? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have written on the drop goal. This is so ugly. I love it. Nice, yeah. Um, it's like Augustine Creed, which is words I wish would be said to me one day. Yes, yeah, but yeah, yes. So, <gasps> I think this is where it all begins, isn't it? I think this is where it all begins. Yeah, let's
1: open the hurt locker. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> what happens from the the restart? Here it is. I have it ready to play with Spanish commentary. Here is what happens. <sighs> Felipe no se tienta con el agujero que le hacen vos. el intento de Lucas González, saca el primer tacle, sigue Lucas, sigue Lucas, que trae, que trae, que trae,
1: que trae, que trae trae de los Pumas, Lucas González a pura habilidad, como en el potrero de Bursaco se mandó, haciendo equilibrio espectacular conquista.
0: There's the Argentine take on what happened from the restart.
1: Graham, <laughs> what's your take on what happened from
0: the restart? Well, I
1: mean, it's just, it's one of those moments, isn't it? Um, Amartino skips through the entire Scottish team and the bench and half the population. Um, you just, uh, <laughs> just keep stepping. You think you'll be failed. He doesn't. It's almost like, it's like uh, the two towers, you know, and Legolas take him down, but they don't quite take him down and it all kind of gets blown up. Um, yeah, it's quite obsessing.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's, it was a rite of passage for everyone in Scotland to just be. Do you remember your special moment as Amorino stepped you? You know,
1: <laughs> it's like it's for everyone in the country at the time. I mean, you can your like your kind of your special heartbreaking moment. It's very. My Mrs. barely a year after Wales twenty ten. Like I thought that was yes. a good heartbreak. Um, I wish those was were kind of um, very aging years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My my favourite moments after, you know, so after he obviously skins past right at the end, he steps Chris Patterson. Uh, he then keeps going beyond the trial line. He steps yourself, Graham. He then beats Shirley Henderson from Train Spotting and Moaning Myrtle. Uh, he keeps going. Sean Connery. It's a sad moment R-A-P. to bring it up. But <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. Uh, David Tennant gets stepped. Uh, weirdly, William Wallace, a zombie, rises and you think this is it. He's the one that's finally going to stop Amorocino. He's the one that's going to bring him down. He doesn't. Amor's skips around him. At this point, he's running back and forth down the stadium, taking out every single fan individually, beating all of them over and over again. But alas, none of them can stop him until he eventually grounds the ball. Sorry. Yeah, it's... Uh, For it's, many reasons. Yeah, you can see the pain in your eyes once again. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's also pain, the fact I just spilt black paint on my keyboard, but we're good, we're good. Um, no, any, anything, any, anything, anything to distract from this, no, um... It's one of those moments that almost seems to happen in slow motion. Like, he just keeps stepping people. And you're yeah. sitting there at, like, two or three in the morning and kind of sleepy behind in disbelief, like, this must be a nightmare. It's, it's not a nightmare. This seemingly greased-up Argentinian has just, you know, slivered his way through. Yeah. In fact he steps to Paris as is a cruel blow because, you know, our lord and national saviour at that point.
0: But to to talk about that, to, to actually, on a serious note... So he he steps well, Nick DeLuca and Max Evans at, at first, and then he, sort of, yeah. he skins Rui Jackson, who's coming across to tackle him, with a, a bit of a, a kind of hitch kick without really slowing down. And then as he's diving for the line, he steps Patterson to get get the ball under the post, of so the conversion. Could have scored it in the corner, but he mm. very easily managed to catch Patterson off balance. And frankly, I would call this the greatest solo try in the history of the Rugby World Cup. Like, I'm aware of what John Kerwin did. No, not John Cullen. I'm aware of what Christian Cullen did to win in 2003. Yeah. Oh, I was John Kerwin. Um, oh, yeah, both. Yeah, both in scored yeah. very... Both good contenders, Kerwin and Cullen, with, you know, long-range tries uh, in poor games. But, frankly, like, given the quality of the opposition and everything, I, I would say that this is the greatest individual try in the history of the Rugby World, well, World Cup the pressure on it as well for it to come in a game where there's been space but there hasn't been anything that looks like a try. Yeah. Like, there, there isn't a clean-cut chance. Yeah. You know, Scotland have it on the Argentine line twice. Argentina have it on the Scottish line once. Yeah. But not, no one can break down Not at, at defense, all, do you think? No one's going to score. But he no. just by himself. Yeah. And it's... It's a moment I think everyone watching screamed at. Like, it's a... Full on, um, yeah. or other more appropriate noises. Yeah. Um, I don't quite know why that came out of me. Sorry, I got, I got possessed by a demon. Graham, are those, is that black coffee or tears that you're picking out of your keyboard right now? <laughs>
1: it's funny, it's very much black paint It's funny you're saying, but with Scream, well, that was more my kind of um, intense silence, intensifies moment. Just don't say anything, just don't say anything. Just sit there, oh dear. Don't let it show, don't let it show. Um, I think the worst thing about this entire match show, if it ended there, it would be less painful. Mm. You know, great yeah. bit of skill, yes. fair play, only try. The game doesn't end there. It gets even madder. That's where it just, like the, the final five minutes, it's so Scottish it hurts because they get the penalty and it doesn't go out, but it does go off an Argentinian hand and you think, <gasps> I sense hope. I sense hope.
0: It's Amrosino himself, who's yeah. just scored this wonder try. Parks he doesn't care at all about you know, about putting it out. It's just like it's all about distance, we've got to get it as far down as possible. It's just yeah, it's a this this penalty looks like he's missed touch. Amrosino catches it, then drops it immediately into touch, you know, giving Scotland the five metre line out. Bear in mind and, as you as say, well. hope. This is the second time Parks has done a sixty-meter spiral kick to get nail it onto the Argentine yeah. line. The first time he scores a drop goal from second phase or something like that. The first phase certainly it comes to the back line. Parks yeah. nails a drop goal. Like it seems almost poetic, Omarosa dropping that ball into touch. Yeah, we've also we've also missed um, a remarkable moment, which is Argentina got a kick. Oh, Christ, like, yeah, they've the, got the conversion. The to mention only one that there's pressure on, you know, this yeah, to go kick 15, to put them in the lead, Contopomi nails. Yeah. And, again, there's a one of the touch judges is calling Scotland to get back on the charge-down attempt, um, which, ooh, again, ironic, um, yet yeah, he slots it anyway. So, yeah, no, it's... Uh, Every everything that could happen to add drama to this seems to happen. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, so he knows that then the the, the penalty which Amrosino himself, having scored that try, drops into touch. It's I've also got Park's shy kick noted down there just before it. Which law of averages, you know. Um,
1: terrible decision from Blair to pass.
0: Oh man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just just it's just not on, like he's on his wrong foot and he's like far too close and not in front. It's like.
0: Well, you say he's on his wrong foot. Why? We we've teased it for long enough. There is a reason why he's on his wrong foot. Because Argentina captain. Oh, we we, we we're skipping straight to it. We're skipping straight to the. Okay. The moment. Sure. Okay. Mm. Oh oh oh! I miss. I wanted to throw in a pun quickly. I've got written down. It's just on the Ambrosina drop it into touch. I, I missed this. Right? Are you ready for a good joke? Yeah. Here. I've got. Amorosino written in all caps, but I've circled the no. You put the no in Amorosino. It's not quite the point okay. pointless joke, but we'll take it. Yeah. So so this line-out, right, he drops into touch. The line-out is set at 78 minutes and 52 seconds. Yeah. Okay. There's a minute to go. And so there's this kind of... Scotland win the line-out, I think it's... Um, they, they keep showing Jim Hamilton. They keep going to Jim Hamilton and he lifts in the end. I think Strokosh wins it. And Scotland, obviously, try to play. They're seemingly going nowhere. Mm -hmm. And Dan Parks is, as ever, set in the pocket. Is he not?
1: What happened? Someone take out... Well, it's the maddest thing, because they're rumbling along quite nicely, kind of crabbing in fields. Position is slowly starting to appear. It's all this sort Mm. of match game where I'm muttering discipline under my breath. Um, It's all going very well, very well, very well. And then suddenly... Blair pulls the trigger. And at the same time, uh Contropomi tries to defect um, and claims Scottish citizenship. <laughs> he is that far offside, and it all just goes horribly, horribly wrong.
0: Yeah, that's the Contropomi thing. He's you... so far offside, he's running it's into comical. the bloody ghost of William Wallace that, you know, he's this way downfield. You he's, claim that he's Dan Parks beating all the same people that. isn't deep enough, but surely there's no way anybody can get from the Architect sideline to him that quickly, you know, quicker than. Mike Blair's pass, you know. I mean, do
1: you? Want... You yes, <laughs> see yeah. the replay afterwards when Parks like, it kind of exclaims to Blair, "It's not. It's uh, you know, I definitely wasn't ready. He wanted, I'm um, a couple more phases, bang in front, not to be madly off to the side." Yeah,
0: but the yeah, I mean that's. That's a fair point on Scotland's behalf and Park still could have got it, you know, kicker of his quality and so oh, on. Oh, should have, yeah. But absolutely. Felipe Contepomi is offside three phases in a row. Yeah. Like, I rewatched yeah. watched it, watch it again. I was just watching him and he's offside, phase in advance, the whole time looking at Park's and lining There's himself up. three points on this, right? So the first of which is yeah. Scotland should have got central first off. So it's a much yeah. easier kick for Park. So he's 15 yards out. International kicker, has to. he could slot it off either foot, you know? Um, I feel so we we should maybe say we have we've talked around it a lot we should probably say for anyone listening that doesn't remember the game that well Dan Parks misses the drop goal because Felipe Contepomi yeah. attempts to charge him down from a massively offside position yeah. penalty is not given yeah. Barnes says it's fine they play out and yeah. in, in that
1: so, instinct it's clearly the most controversial refereeing decision of the 2011 World Cup
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <yikes. laughs>
1: <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> uh. So the oh, second point... Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The second it point. is, though. It is. It legitimately is.
0: Contopomi rushes up, as you say, offside position, targeting his right foot to charge him down, so Parks kicks it off his left foot. You should say, as you say, Parks, a kicker of his qualities is the third point, should get the kick, but that's not, you know, the point. The point is, Contopomi is... He's started rushing up, He's about three, four steps in front of the ruck, not the offside line, the ruck, by the time the ball has been picked up by Mike Blair, let alone passed. Um, So there's three different points about why, what is wrong with this setup, in favour of both teams here. But Mm. that offside by Contopomi is the rugby equivalent of Maradona's hand of God, Mm. we're talking. Yeah, yeah. So the TMO couldn't step in at this point and say anything. No. no. And Barnes has his back. Barnes is watching the ruck. Has his back to Contopomi, so he can't see him. And tragically, there no there's no touch
1: judges today. Clearly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We kind of you. Yes, the... he's in the centre of the field, so the touch judges are far away. But he's so far offside. I don't know. I don't know if it's like when I was playing like under sixteens on the wing. I, if, usually the touch judge would be like one of the opposition coaches or something, or, you know, one of your players is on the bench or whatever. So I would deliberately stand offside because I knew I could get away with it if the referee yeah. wasn't looking. Because I, I was a seven at heart playing on the wing. Pomy's kind of doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I I think he's, he, you know, he glances at Barnes a couple of times. He knows he's not looking at him. And he's the whole time, though, really, it's parks he's got his eyes on. Mm-hmm. And he's lining this up and he knows what's coming because Scotland haven't been interested in the try at all. And there's no way they're going to chuck it wide. Parks is going for the drop because Parks hates contact. Yeah, he's not he's going, not going to crash into the is he? No, <sighs> no. Like uh, Fernandez does for Argentina in the first half. Yeah, they have a drop goal. They set up for a drop goal, but Scotland too pressured. You him. look at um, yeah, takes it in. Nick Evans's historic drop goal against St. Francais. That was his third attempt yeah. at catching the ball in the pocket because the first two he ran it. One of them he made a line break. The other one he just managed to recycle. You know, this one. Dan Parks was never doing anything except kick the ball. Even if it was off his wrong foot. Yeah. It's almost like Nick Evans is a more complete rugby player than Dan Park. Sure. And it's almost like Contopomi knew that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Contopomi knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And because there is, you know, for all of his talented, all-rounder, blah, 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 fly-off centre antics,
1: Contopomi was a shit
0: shithouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, above everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Actually, speaking, of Colin For one of the mad things about this game is that he went into it with, like not broken, but definitely bruised ribs, and Scotland never took advantage of that. We never sent like yeah. someone bundling into him or anything. And you think, not to be too mean, but a drop position twelve has you know very you know, spruce yeah. Surely, you just go pound, pound, pound that line. We, we did not. Yeah. is you uh, just
0: saying not to be too mean about the man who has stolen your hopes and dreams? That's that's <laughs> what
1: that's what time does to you, mellows me. Plus, since then, there's been so much more heartbreak. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. It's, that's it's true. It's, yeah. That in they they
0: and do 2019. Be... Mm. First scrum of the game, a minute in, they send Lamont straight it Contopomi. Mm. except then the the thing is called back for a penalty for Argentina at the scrum. But it, you, you do think like, Oh, that clearly went through their head, but they only thought they can do that once right at the start. I'm going to let daylight, daylight in upon magic for a moment. Um, the connection dropped out for a moment. Um, Graham's connection dropped out. And during the meantime, neither me or Will said anything. We just start <laughs> seething about the game, uh, and <laughs> letting things prosper and get to the service more closely. Um, so, I mean, it's for for a listener's perspective, they know exactly what we just said, but I think we're still talking about Contopomi. Yeah.
1: yeah it's interesting, I should... his initials are very similar to something I showed with TV at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> French
0: Connection.
1: That's the one, yeah. I also um, realised this game yeah. really made me appreciate New Zealand culture, because I also hated Wayne Barnes after it.
0: Um... <laughs> oh, uh, you... it's I did find myself saying in those last couple of minutes out loud you know watching it back on all the other games of this World Cup I've watched back on my laptop when we've been doing the episodes on them this one I watched on my TV I thought you know I've got to fully embrace it Um, and I did find myself just saying out loud like, I love the Rugby World Cup because where else do you get moments this this ornate in drama this you know because because you can go from winning to losing so easily you know, it's not like football where you're looking at a penalty shootout, or your penalty shootout is the only equivalent. You know, but you've got to wait through seven hours, in you know, order to get to it. There's nothing else quite like it. The fact that you can have that Amoroso moment of incredible skill, contopomi just cheating, just getting away with it. Parks missing the drop goal when he had other option. Oh man, it's. And then after Parks misses the drop goal, I don't know if we're going to move on, but Vergaio, the Argentine scrum half, regathers it. In the goal line. And he tries to run the clock down. But I think it's Sean Lamont. It's one of the Scotland players. Just managed to get a little tap tackle on him. And force the dropout. Meaning Scotland have another chance to play. Yeah. And so one of the Scotland players complains to Wayne Barnes that he carried the ball outside the dead ball area. And Wayne Barnes just kind of goes, no, that's irrelevant. That's just not a law. It's a 22 out." Because uh, Scotland, <laughs> you know, that desperate to try and force some yeah. kind of nonsense out of Wayne Barnes when they have just been robbed of something. And it did make me think though, like of all the things that happened in that passage of play, the thing that you complain about isn't the way Bogaggio carried the ball out. There was something a bit more important <laughs> than that <laughs> yes. about the uh, Dan Parks misdrop goal. Yeah cuz no one seems to address it. He's so no. obviously outside. But yeah. none of the Scotland players go, "Hold on, that lad was, you know, like that like he was actually waiting at 12 for us.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> like he he wasn't just in the fly half channel. He was outside that, even further deeper. It was it was he was close he was more in Dan Parks' face than his own nose.
1: <laughs> just too yeah. honest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I, I recognise how hard this is for you, Graham. I'm really, really sorry to continue to put this put you. I think the worst
1: thing is though like, again, like if the game had ended after Amorcino try, heartbreaking, but okay. If it ended after this, even worse, but okay, it's the fact that they have to do a restart and then you have that terrible <laughs> moment where you know we're not going to go the distance and it's like watching a drowning puppy basically, frantically, like, you know, yeah. fighting for its life and it's it's all very sad watching Scotland <laughs> not go anywhere in their own half until eventually they yeah. lose the ball. <laughs>
0: And they try every because... tactic. They go through the forwards for a bit. They chuck it to Max Evans for a bit. You know they have Mossy steps in at ten and sees is there any gaps around the breakdown? You know Dan Park sits back and does his thing. Like they try everything and just you know they're mm. not going to go. Just, they've got so many phases and they go nowhere. But they, that's it. They go through some 20, 30 phases. You know they yeah. have the ball for three straight minutes, which is a long time to be in possession. Yeah, and they keep making and losing the same twenty or thirty meters you know, kind of from their own 22 to halfway, they keep making that, then they'll have, you know, bad passes with lose it, and they'll just keep going back and forth in the same area. And the sheer way Argentina are throwing themselves at every single yeah. tackle, there's this proper, like, you know, bodies on the lines is a cliche, but there's this willingness to die for this that, yeah. about them, you know, that kind of, when people talk about Argentine passion and so on, that's there. Yeah, because I spoke earlier about Nick Evans' drop guard, because from a ball retention sort of point of view, that, mm. the, you know, the run Nagara drop goal against Northampton, Johnny Sexton's long-range one against uh, France and the Six Nations the other year, like it's got similarities with that in terms of the way they've retained the ball, but the Argentine yeah. defence just does not look like it's going to concede, you know, 30 more yards or whatever it would take for Dan Parks to get a realistic yeah. position to to drop a goal, and plus and you and say 30 a... more yards, plus an extra 10 for, to account for Conte offside <laughs> yes <laughs> There's a few really phenomenal tackles from, you know, like uh, Camacho and Aguja make a couple of try savers, or oh, you, yeah. you say try savers, there wasn't any tries in this game to come, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Not oh, really everywhere. important tackles. Leguizamo yeah. is absolutely everywhere. You and Cabejo, yeah. The whole team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cabejo, quietly very good, you know, because he's kind of the forgotten yeah, one in that Argentine pack, because the rest of them are yeah. kind of seen as legends within Argentine rugby, whereas yeah, he was just some bloke that played in this World Cup, but he was very good. Uh, Augustin Creevy's on by this point, and he is obviously fuming with everything, which is great.
1: I'll take him on with four minutes to go.
0: Yeah.
1: That's right, he's fuming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, who is it gets the turnover? In- is it Leguizmo gets the turnover in the end? It's Albacete. Albacete gets the turnover in the end. Albacete. Uh, Cause it's, Marcelo oh, Bosch man. to boot the ball miles yeah. into touch. Because it looks quite safe. It doesn't. There's a couple of times in which it looks like Argentina have a shot at the turnover, usually Leguizamon, yeah. or Camacho has one as well. Yeah. And are then blown off the ball. But this one looks quite safe. And Alberto just kind of sneaks in there, and then rolls back with the ball. And instantly, I think Escobarillo goes in, clears it out, and Marcelo Boss is the closest man to the rock, and he just picks it up and just hoofs it towards the touchline. And because he hits, he doesn't hit it with much power he just kind of hits it as quickly as possible it kind of just dips over the touchline and everyone begins to celebrate but there's like half a second where they look at it and go has he missed touch has he missed it because that would be typical of this game if he tried to kick it out and didn't make touch so Graham before we move on to our closing segment uh, any sort of you know residing thoughts of this game closing thoughts on the game um, No Um, is an acceptable answer
1: Yeah, no, just the general feeling of being properly properly scunnered
0: (laughs) I'm sorry (sighs) Has this been useful at all or has it just been needlessly digging up past trauma in a week that that
1: should have been
0: Uh, a rambunctious celebration?
1: I think the funny thing is I hadn't actually ever realised beforehand that Argentina got a penalty for being offside or for being offside at a drop So that's actually added as a fresh (laughs) level of trauma so sorry um, thank you sorry <laughs> oh, oh dear my, my victim complex okay. grows ever more and that's a plus side but uh yeah. you know yeah
0: hey well when we have you back hey. on to talk There's about a... craves you bear, you know oh, oh, be fine.
1: <laughs> oh dear
0: do you right maybe this is too Personal question. Is there a part of you that enjoys the heartbreak and is a bit like, Oh, yeah, look at it. Add that
1: one to the pile. I mean, it's funny you mention that it's not the heartbreak so much, but I do find I find I don't I don't like games or washouts seen for Scotland. Yeah. To play England, But no, I like games that go down <laughs> to the final minute because it's such yeah. an adrenaline rush. Like it's incredible. Like, you know, your, your whole body convulses, it's it's a giddy thrill. Yeah. But then there's a the horrible moment afterwards where it doesn't go to plan, but um wouldn't say enjoy it, but there's like almost a perverse pleasure in some regards. But no, that wasn't properly a, yeah. mm. a gut wrencher.
0: Not in this instance. No. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember after the Wales Australia game in the World Cup last year, I mm. uh, haven't been at the same the, the in Tokyo, as Wales kicked the ball out to you know to win it later on australia you know making a good break in the lead up and so on i'm looking like they're gonna they could win it anyway like kirtley beeler touched the ball in that passage that's how dangerous it was um they kicked the ball out and i like i jumped up into the aisle screaming and that and then i just kind of stood there for like about half an hour not sure what i do with myself now like how do you process what happens next after such a that that kind of properly being on edge and those that kind of emotional lottery you enter yourself into.
1: No, oh, massively. Um I'm not to keep bring up that at the weekend like after full time down in um mm. Park it's like I just sat on the sofa for a good, you know, twenty minutes just almost almost weirdly flat. Yeah. Just okay, yeah. that's it, that's it. God. Not joy, not elation, yeah. just relief. <laughs> that yeah. comes later. Yeah. Rel- relief is a hindsight emotion.
0: Because I think there was a, this weekend just gone, there was a kind of quiet confidence about Scotland. Mm. And there was a, which has happened before, yeah. you know, which obviously a <laughs> yes. yeah. couple of years ago when Halfpenny scored those two tries and 2010 when something happened. I don't know. People don't have to remember the, the end of that game. Um, but it it came off, you know, it, it actually landed. Final. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. I feel like, I feel like I, it was just a, you know, an, an attempt to, hopefully introduce a happy place. I guess. Yeah, thank you. Uh, being Parker Scarlet. the... We two two Scottish wins at the weekend. Well,
1: the, the Edinburgh game, that, okay. was even, that was even more So, tense. should we
0: move on to our match yes. and dig of the day for the Scotland-Argentina game? Um, Let's. Who wants to start? And where do you want to start?
1: I felt, it was from my point of view, it was actually going to be a joint awards and I would give both to Contrapo. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. 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 This is I like it. Yeah, this is interesting. So uh, should we should we get man of the match out of the way first? Okay. Because likewise I would pick Felipe Contepome. I think that in the first half he was the man who was really causing trouble for Scotland. You know, even if it was like in the breakdown he got like a turnover at one point as well, he was kicking well, he was just really in the face of the Scot too much in the faces of the Scottish, uh, you would argue. But no, he was a really good player throughout the game. Uh, and beyond, he was a good player. I don't know why I said that. But I also had written down, I think, as I say, Nick DeLuca, I think, was actually really good. Parks' 12-minute cameo was mm. worth a lot. Big Jim Hamilton, again, very good. Yeah. Lobby and Leguizamon had very good games. But no, I think Contopomi Pomi, I land on that as well, as well as you, Glove. Yeah, so I have, again, quite a long list of contenders. Uh, you know, I think Max Evans, who what i mean in a game that was so tight in which there was only one try that was a kind of solo wonder try he was consistently making breaks beating defenders you know he was constantly binging and bonging through tackles and 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 it was almost like in terms of a performance it was like god got his little chisel out and carved out a perfect little performance so i think max evans should be very proud of that for being yeah bong. And so Exactly. He doesn't get the the gong for his ding dong for um. Wow, that is a different sentence.
1: Um, <laughs> yes. At this gong, point, I feel almost I should mention them. No, never Google image search Sean Lamont without Safe Search on.
0: Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Sean Longmont. Yeah, yeah.
1: Schlong as we. Schlong. There's Vers- like like how old yeah. old, How I? Two thousand six. Like twelve or eleven year old Graham. Um, was, yeah, it was a reason awakening that I went to search up images of my favorite rugby player.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> was yeah, when he
1: just signed for the Scarlet. No, I think he was over in. Um, you in I, mean, I think he was over at Stad. Yeah, no, he's was, he was, at Stad. He was at Stad. Yeah, yeah. He was doing I... charity calendar shoots.
0: I first saw it when he signed for the Scarlets, and was you know, again a ween. It's an experience. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but well, I except think in my I've dreams, seen this picture when. But... I know You haven't seen... Look, if anyone wants to out. send in their Sean Lamont fan fiction, then we're happy to read it. <laughs> Alongside the Deacon Manu. Which Alongside the, the Deacon main... Manu fan fiction. Any yeah. crossovers that, are welcome. They played at the Scarlet's at the same time. It's perfect. Good friends, they are. So <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so Max Evans, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. I think Albacete was fantastic. Uh, I think both Scottish second rows are very good. And Contemporary, obviously, you know, excellent, as everyone said. It was kind of quite close between two players for me. One of them, oh no, oh no, three, uh, I guess. Uh, Ronnie Rosero, I very much considered. Oh yeah, it's a good. Show was very very good. The Desmond likewise. and I think, yeah, 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 yeah. No, the Desmond, definitely. It was kind of between Lawson, Guizamon and Rosero for me. Not Lawson, sorry, Jackson, Jackson, wrong <laughs> role. Say Lawson. Um, definitely not Lawson. Because um, I, I think Roy Jackson, partly because of the surprise that he yeah. was playing, and then he kept playing, and then he was playing well when he was. I don't think he was actually man of the match, but I thought he was. He really surprised me; it was very, very good. But I think again, the man excellent. I think I'm going to go for Roncero. I think Ronnie Roncero is my Fair nominated enough. man of the match. Yeah. So and did... should we move on to the Martin Rodriguez award for Dick of the Day? Hmm. Yeah. Because go on, Robbie. You, you talk first about this. I, I mean. I mean, it is the, the one and only Martin Rodriguez-Goruchaga Gorchaga is pushing Anthony Fanger all the way for dick of the tournament so far. Yeah, this is but a really hotly contested uh, prize. He begins things off with missing a drop goal quite terribly. He goes on to do his trademark, which is missing a penalty from the other side of the moon. And then whilst whilst he's about there, you know, he puts two kicks out on the full... He drops a high ball. He generally pretty much adds nothing. I had more noted down. Where are we? Uh, Oh, that's his second kick out in the full. I can build on Rodriguez for you if you want. Please, please do. So, uh, first off, I have two nominations for Dick of the Day. And funnily enough, one of them is Felipe Contopomi, and the other one is Martin Rodriguez. I will decide which one of them is getting it in a minute. (laughs) So... Martin Rodri- Rodriguez there's one point where he misses a penalty and then straight from the 22 dropout Scotland kick it back to him and he tries mm. to do a chip over the top of an individual player yes, love, and it goes yeah. sideways like he just completely yeah. shouts it I think he manages to regather it himself by diving on it or whatever he's very lucky whatever mm. happens but yeah and it's just like what were we trying to achieve like even if it was a good kick that wouldn't have been a good option like it just went sideways and just, as soon as you miss a kick at goal, you want to atone for that, don't you? When Scotland kicks straight to you, which, for record, smart idea by Rory Jackson to kick it back to Rodriguez. But yeah, so that's my denomination <laughs> for take of the day. However, the, I just... The thing that gets me about Rodriguez, just quickly, is yeah. his sheer confidence of like, nothing he does goes well, but he's still trying all yeah. of these ornate, like, Dan realize, Carter, his best tricks. Like it's not like, it's not registered in his head that he might be shit. I know. Like he's got no drop in confidence at all for missing six kicks and in, no. in one game. It's bizarre. But I just Sick feel energy. Like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I just feel like I can't let Contopomi get away with this by give... me giving him man of the match and not dick of the day. I just can't let him get away with it. <laughs> like that would just be so okay. unrepresentative. So despite the fact Rodriguez is objectively the dick of the day, but
1: I mean, I suppose we had a separate award for Come to the Day. Um...
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to give it to. Uh, Contopo me. Contempore me. Okay. Fine. Okay. <laughs> and you're in agreement, Graham? Oh,
1: massively. Massively.
0: <laughs> okay. Have we got anything else to add on the game before we wrap things up? Graham's nope. very keen no, to have this over, I think. I think. <sighs> yeah, that's grand. I don't blame you at all. So before we go, uh, Graham, where can people find you? Where, you know, things
1: they people can... look out for? Anything you want to throw out? I am Glove Productions on Facebook, Glove39 on YouTube, and Glove931 on Twitter. You can also be found on at Rugby Onslaught. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, we're an unwitting group <laughs> yeah. <computer>, uh, here. <laughs> And of course, Redbubble if you want
0: yourself. Ah, Any yes, number uh, of fantastic regulated And shows. I
1: support Scotland Watch Your Masochistic Vice t shirts. Nice. I like it. it's, very it's very Golly good. It's very good.
0: Yeah. Thanks as well from me for coming on. I'm aware that there have been some painful memories, which with, uh, yes. we've joked about. But, you know, bear in mind we have to later in this tournament talk about Wales against France. Well, I was going to so. say
1: like it is a brave tournament to pick from your guys' points of view. So, um, fair play. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So, no, yeah, thanks again for coming on. It's, um, it's been genuinely very insightful as to what it feels like for a different team losing a match like this. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Massive, massive apologies for making you do this. Um, <laughs> and congratulations for the weekend. Thanks very much. Um, well, uh, thank you also to all of you out there who've uh, listened. Um, I don't know I stumbled over that, listened, thank you. Join us next time when the match will be very different vibe. Wales eighty one Namibia seven. Which I think mean, is That'll be nice. You know, that'll that'll land slightly differently, yeah. Can we start recording okay. that now please? <laughs> right. That's that's coming up next. We'll see you next time. Thank you all very, very much. Good night. Bye. Sure.